now is a good time to look at best practice, how to plan and mitigate risk. So we'll turn our attention to the risk register first, and I'll outline what it is, its components, and how to report on it. So let's start. What is a risk register? Well, a risk register is a management tool used to record relevant details relating to risk. It's a database of information on risks. But I would say it's best to keep it simple to begin with. And what are its components or what should we include? Oh, we should give a risk a number. We should give it a title. Certainly a category. And I've already provided you with a couple of categories, but I'm sure you'll be able to think of many more. We should outline what causes it and what effect it has or consequence. Because effect and consequence are different. An effect might be to delay deliveries. The consequence might be lost future sales, for example. Then if possible, highlight what is probability, the probability factor of it actually happening and the severity. How can we monitor it? How can we manage it? And then who can we assign it to? There should always be responsibility with a risk register. And that leads me on to the Responsibility Assignment Matrix, or RACI, R-A-C-I. The RACI model is a straightforward tool used for identifying roles and responsibilities and avoiding confusion over these roles and responsibilities during a project. The acronym RACI stands for Responsible, the person who does the work to achieve the task. They have the responsibility for getting the work done or the decision made. And as a rule, this is one person. Examples might be a business analyst, applications developer, or a technical architect. The A is for accountable, the person who is accountable for the correct and thorough completion of the task. This must again be one person, and is often the project executive or project sponsor. This is the role that a responsible individual is accountable to and approves their work. The C is for consulted the people who provide information for the project and with whom there is a two-way communication. This is usually several people, often subject matter experts. And then finally, the I, informed, the people kept informed of progress and with whom there is a one-way communication. These are the people that are affected by the outcome of the task, so need to be kept up to date. Without clearly defined roles and responsibilities, it's easy for projects to run into trouble. When people know what management expects of them, it's easier for them to complete their work on time, within budget, and to the right levels of quality. But I would add two more headings here. The first is an S for supporting. Who is helping implement the project? And the second is O for overview. Who has managerial oversight? And this turns a RACI model into a Kairos model. We do love our acronyms in risk. The matrix itself is then typically created into a vertical axis. Left-hand columns of tasks from a work breakdown structure or deliverables from a product breakdown structure and a horizontal axis, top rows, list the roles from an organisational chart so it's easy to see who is responsible for what. The RACI or Kairos matrix support the model, 
and is used to discuss, agree and communicate roles and responsibilities within a company, within the company as a whole or within individual projects within that company. At this point, I thought it was useful to come back to issue logs, which we mentioned early on, or rather we mentioned the difference between a risk and an issue. So if you're going to have a risk register, you should always have an issue log. So what is an issue log? An issue log is simply a list or a spreadsheet that helps managers track the issues that arise in a project and prioritise a response to them. An issue, as we said, is a roadblock or an unintended impact that directly affects your project's timeline or its performance. And it's different to a risk, which can be defined as a potential problem or a future issue that might happen in your project. I'll say again, an issue is something that's already come up in your project that you need to identify and track and respond to immediately. A risk is something that might come up. So why do we need issue logs as well as a risk register? Well, by maintaining an issue log, the project team is able to raise and document issues and ensure that they're investigated and resolved quickly and effectively. This in turn can help the project team deliver the project within budget and on time. They may also be required by law, for example, for workplace accidents, for incidents of discrimination or harassment, for example. And as with the risk register, there are things I would suggest you include. And these would be a number, a title, a description, a category, an open date, when it was first noticed or occurred, and a closing date, when it was resolved, the severity, the management, how was it managed, lessons learnt, whether this has been flagged for the future, so flagged, and responsibility, who was responsible for it. So we've looked at the difference between risk and issues. We've outlined the process and the cycle for risk management, and we've run through four approaches to risk management. 